This episode is brought to you by my best-selling book, Mastering Adversity, Unlock the Warrior Within and Turn Your Biggest Struggles into Your Greatest Gifts. You guys, a lot of people ask me, how can I support your work? You've been doing the podcast for so many years. Like, what can I, you know, what can I buy from you? I want to take things to the next level. And the answer to that is the book. If you want to support the show and the mission at University of Adversity and the things that we're going to be doing and to continue to have, you know, this free podcast to everybody, it would really mean a lot if you would grab a copy of the book. I put my heart and soul into this book. Just writing the book itself was mastering adversity. I went to hell and back to make sure that it happened and now it's here. Two things that are really powerful in this book, the five A's for mastering adversity and the four adversity archetypes that I coined to help you create more self-awareness when adversity hits. This is a roadmap to transform adversity into purpose and alchemize all of the things that you've gone through into purpose and purposefully filled actions and habits. It talks about my journey and all the things, and I wrote this to help you guys when you're struggling with adversity, whether it's been in the past, whether you're going through it now or you're in the future, this book will help a lot. All right. Mastering Adversity available on Amazon. Thank you so much, everybody. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. And we are back. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. So excited to be back. I know we haven't had as many episodes lately. We went down to two episodes a month. And thank you for your patience because we will be picking up the pace again. And I will be talking about all of the things or why we slowed down and and everything that's gone on in this season of my life and my business. Um, but for right now, I just want to say thank you. There's been a lot of changes going on in the last year behind the scenes, like I said, and I will talk about it at a later date. But I just want to say thank you for your patience and supporting the show up until this point. And, you know, like I said, I want to deliver more episodes to you guys. We started out, you know, almost five years ago. We first started with two episodes and then three a week and then two and then down to one. And, you know, we just over the last year, we've kind of slowed things down. And I want to pick things up. That's my goal and the intention for the new year. So we're going to have more content. And again, thank you for your patience. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we've had an episode. But like always, if you're here for transformation, you're in the right place, right? My goal has always been to bring on people that either have a super inspiring story that can absolutely shift your mindset and the way you think so that you want to take action or an expert in their field that can provide you with the tips, tools, resources, education that you can use right away in your own life or both. Sometimes they have both. And that's the blessing that I get to have while hosting the show is to have people like that. And today is no different, my friends. 
Today, we are speaking to Stephanie Kwan. We had a great conversation and we dive into just that transformational tool called the Rapid Wire Method. A little bit about Stephanie. She, Stephanie Kwan is a highly skilled practitioner of the Rapid Rewire Method, a powerful set of transformational tools designed to dissolve limiting beliefs and overcome barriers to success. With over 15 tools at her disposal, Stephanie has helped numerous individuals quickly integrate any problems or trauma they may be facing in just 60 minutes or less, and sometimes as quick as 20 minutes. With a wealth of case studies to back her techniques, Stephanie has proven that healing doesn't always have to be a long and arduous process. She is a disruptor in her field, challenging the traditional belief that healing takes time and offering practical tools for not only coping, but truly overcoming challenges. Stephanie's expertise has garnered attention from high-profile individuals who have experienced the power of her training firsthand. With Stephanie's guidance, individuals can expect to not just manage their issues, but to truly overcome them and achieve their goals. And what was really cool about this conversation is that she put me through the process herself. Now, I'll be honest at first, I'm a little bit skeptical about people saying that things can be quicker and they don't need time because I've heard it before in the past, but Stephanie's the real deal. And I think this method is really powerful and she put me through it. One of the things that I have struggled with in my life is, I wouldn't say that it's been like a real struggle that I'm like uh, constantly focusing on, but at the end of the day, about calling in a relationship that aligns with who I am. And there's always, there's been a lot of things that I've had to work with, with allowing that to happen. You know, there's things, some personal stuff that I've shared in the past here and there. Um, but we go into it in this episode and she helps me kind of rewire the way I'm thinking about this. And I think it's really powerful, the, 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 the format of how she does this and the process. And it's, it's easy, but it's effective. And I really enjoyed this process too. At first I was like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to share all this with you guys. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Whatever. What do I like? I'm just being honest to who I am. I've always tried to share as much and be as honest with you guys as I can from day one. And uh, yeah, so if you want to really hear me get vulnerable and truthful about things, if you want to listen to this right till the end, she puts me right through the um, the actual uh, rapid re rewire method. And I definitely got a lot out of it. So like always, you guys share this episode with somebody that you feel would benefit from it. Tag us on social media. That's really, really important. Tag us on stories if you're getting value from this. And of course, if you do feel called to do so and you feel like supporting the show, go ahead and leave us a review on Apple or hit the on Apple, you can leave a written review, hit the five stars or Spotify. But most importantly, the thing that matters most is hitting that subscribe button. That is what creates the most traction so that we get more people. We can see this thing popping up more often and people discover the show because that's really what it's all about. What else is there to talk about before we get into this? 
Um, yeah, I think that's it. Great episode. I love talking about actual useful tools for anybody that struggled with adversity in the past, struggling now, and you most better bet, believe that you will in the future. So having tools like this in your belt are going to help. All right, everybody. Enjoy this very interesting, unique episode with Stephanie Kwan. Stephanie, welcome to University of Adversity. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Lance. So I get excited about tools that help move through adversity, move through mm-hmm. challenging times, especially now. And I'm excited to dive into this and you know your story and everything and how you got into this. So first of all, let's let's kick it off right now with rapid rewire method. Mm-hmm. What is it and why is it important? So the rapid rewire method, it's a set of transformational tools. There's about 15 of them that we train people in mm-hmm. that can quickly dissolve and integrate any limiting beliefs, inner barriers to goals, any problems, any stuckness. And quite honestly, even trauma in 60 minutes or less, and sometimes as quick as 20 minutes. And we have the case studies to prove it. I know right now, a lot of people say, you know, we're, we, we, I was on a different podcast and this guy's like, whoa, you're a disruptor. And he actually did our training, this guy, Brandon. And he goes right now, you know, the consciousness is that healing has to take a while You only find tools to cope. You know, you may or may not get over it, but again, you'll be able to manage it. And we're like, well, what if we can actually integrate it where it matters the most, like in your mind and body and emotions, right? We were able to integrate it where an experience is stored and also unlock the way it's stored. And what if we could do it in 60 minutes so that the results last and we're able to do it quickly? So right now, as I've spoken to different people, they're like, oh, that's not possible, or it has to be slow and steady. And it really depends on what school of thought you're coming from, right? I have worked, I've been in this field for over 14 years. I have been around the block and then some as a client for over 20 years, seeking my own healing and transformation. And over the 14 years as a practitioner, I mean, I've trained in NLP, somatic experiencing, breath work, havening, um, hypnosis and more. And when I was exposed to the rapid rewire method, I was literally floored. I was like, what is this? So essentially what happened, Mm -hmm. here comes the adversity, (laughs) was um, at 43 years old, I got pregnant without trying with my partner. And I deeply desire to be a mom. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, this is our little miracle. And of course was so stoked. I was in total bliss vibes. And then at nine and a half weeks, I lost the baby. So I went pretty dark and into a place where I was like, the universe is not benevolent. It's what a cruel cosmic joke. Like why even get me pregnant? Right? Like just, I'm, I'm an older woman anyway. It's just don't let me get pregnant and not have that taste of what it's like to potentially be a mom and then have it stripped away from me. And even with all the tools that I've been trained in, again, hypnosis, NLP, et cetera, all those, it couldn't help myself. And I know that there's not like a timeline for grieving, right? So it's, I'm not sitting here going, well, two months, what's wrong? Why am I still experiencing grief? I know grief is its own beast. It kind of moves in and out, shows up when you least expect it. And grief is a beautiful thing, but grief is very, it's very challenging when it becomes debilitating. And that's exactly what happened to me. So five months in at post miscarriage, 
I had days where I still couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't open up social media because when I did in my feed, I feel like everybody was announcing that they were pregnant. (laughs) So it was very triggering for me. So now I had to stay off of social media. I would go outside and maybe see, you know, here and there, it wasn't every single time, but when I'd see someone holding a baby or a baby crawling or baby at a park, I would become super dysregulated again. And For me, I knew I needed help and I couldn't figure out how to do it because my world was closing in on me. You know, I could barely, sometimes I was scared to go outside to be dysregulated. I can't look at social media and I didn't want to get out of bed some days. And again, even with the tools I had, couldn't help me. I have an amazing community of coaches, healers, shamans, still couldn't help. And I ended up getting connected to Wesley, who's my co-founder of the Rapid Rewire Method. He's one of 10 master trainer trainers of the Rapid Rewire Method. And in one session, Lance, he processed the trauma of the miscarriage, drained the emotional charge that literally after 60 minutes, I could not find sadness and grief in my body anymore. It was literally gone. And I remember I cussed at him because I was like, what did you do to me? And can we keep going? And so we kept working together. And at week seven, I was clearing things at rapid speed. And at week seven, I literally heard the divine command, you're meant to bring these tools into the world. And so Wesley and I joined forces and launched the rapid rewire method. And the rest is, you know, a story still being built um, as we're getting these out there. Okay. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry to hear about, you know, the miscarriage. I'm sorry to hear about that. I mean, that's that's challenging. Um, I haven't dealt with that, but I heard I've heard a lot of people that have. So I'm sorry about that. Um, and thank you for sharing. Yeah. So how? Okay, can we break down? Because I'm, you know, I've done psychedelics, I've all all kinds. You know, I'm doing my breathwork mm-hmm. training right now. You know, I meditate, I journal, I've done hypnotherapy, I've done Dr. Joe Dispenza, I've done Tony Robbins, done a lot of this the stuff, right? Uh, and how is this different? Like, what is actually, what is, what is the, like, what is the mechanism? Like what is happening? How can you actually create that change in that time? Like I'm all for it. If you can do it quicker, do it. I mean, that's sometimes why, you know, you go, you know, sit with ayahuasca because it's like, whoa, holy shit, I got to see this stuff. All right. Now it's, you know, and that's not for everybody. But if there's a way that you can just get it done quick and it's lasting, then I'm all for it. So I'm just kind of curious as to like, okay, awesome. How, like, what is actually, what are you doing? What's the, what, what is it? Can you walk us through like some of the tools of that and what's actually happening? Yeah. So there's a lot of different psychological principles at play with these protocols. They were created by a psychotherapist by the name of Zivarad Slavinsky. He was in Yugoslavia and practiced for 40 years. This dude, we call him the grand synthesizer. He was able to see how does, how is an experience stored in the mind and the body? And then he was able to see what pieces of different protocols were working and what pieces didn't, and he'd whack those away. And essentially he ended up creating and composing these tools that work with images, thoughts, emotions, and body sensations, which is all four levels of awareness to be able to integrate it at the mind, body, emotional level. That's one of the reasons why our tools work so quickly and integratively because, you know, I've been in this field for a very long time. I've also been experienced in a lot of different protocols, similar to you, a lot of the things you need off. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. And what I see with some of them is they do different 
jobs, right? So for example, I also worked in a clinical setting as well. So I worked inside of two different treatment centers, two addiction rehabs, um, one inpatient, one outpatient. I actually also worked in a treatment center with women with borderline personality disorder, bipolar, and other mood disorders. So I was very familiar and exposed to more clinical protocols like cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, um, um, acceptance and commitment therapy. And with CBT, for example, which I think is the most popular that people know, it's more cognitive based. It's just like thought, right? Thought work. Mm -hmm. So it's missing the emotions and the body sensations. And then there's some like breath work. It is mainly because I'm also trained in that as well. It's very somatic based, but we're not working with images and the thoughts. Emotions could arise, but we're not directly activating the emotion. We're just working through the breath and seeing what comes up. So that's the, you know, there's some tools that are just somatic based and then there's some tools that are just emotion based. And so all these tools, they're great and they work, but they just might take a little bit longer to get to the result that you want. And even with plant medicines, um, I haven't done it a ton, but I have definitely experienced all of them at least a few times. And with plant medicines, especially ayahuasca, what I love, because when I did Aya, this was back in 2014, it was the first time I realized how lonely and sad I was as a child and some of the abuse that I endured. Quite honestly, I, when I first foray into this work was at Landmark in the early 2000s. And uh, are you familiar with Landmark? Yeah, Education? it's it's, it's supposed yeah. to be a really good leadership platform, isn't it? Or something? Or yeah, it's it's transformational tools as well, but it's it's a lot more cognitive based as well. Right. It's a lot of mental distinctions that if you adopt them yeah. and live by them, you can create some like liberation. Most, like most things, right? Like it's all yeah. Yeah. So, but that was like my first entry point in was through Landmark. And I remember I'd sit there because again, it's conversations. People would go up to the mic and they would share about, you know, what happened or what went wrong in their life and blah, 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 and taking responsibility. And I would look around, I'm like, man, these people are messed up. Like I, my life is good. Why I had actually stuffed away and disassociated from a lot of my childhood you know, and, and repressed a lot of my memories. So I couldn't access them consciously. And then in Aya, it was like, poof, all of a sudden I saw it and I heard, go ahead and weep your childhood. And literally, I, you know, you're, you, you've done it. So when you're under the medicine, you're still present, but then you're not right. You're accessing yeah. different parts of your brain connected to divine consciousness. So I'm talking to the divine and, and I heard, um, you're, you know, go ahead and weep your childhood. And I was like, what do you mean weep my childhood? And then all of a sudden, all these images start showing up of my of my childhood, and boom, I just lost it. Now, here is the limitations of Aya: is it's very much a teacher. It can show you a lot of things that maybe you couldn't see consciously on your own. A lot, you know, even if you have high self awareness, you might not be able to see it, or memories that were locked away. But it doesn't integrate the learning, right? So I would have all this new beautiful awareness after medicine work. But then why am I still making the same types of decisions, behaving in the same way, still attracting right. in the same types of people? It didn't actually shift me, but I had a lot more new awareness and knew now what work I had to go do to integrate what I got. So that's why I'm just sharing. There's different limitations of these different sure. tools and medicines out there. And what I found with our protocols, and Ziverad created these in a way that works perfectly with the mind and the body and the emotions to dislodge how they've been stored inefficiently 
that's creating the problems, I'm air quoting if you're listening, problems that we have in our life and being able to integrate it so that it no longer becomes a problem for you. Hmm. Um, we also use like a, a process of duplication where the more that you expose yourself to the information in the way that it's stored, whether it's through an image, a thought, emotion, or a body sensation, it starts to dislodge it as well. It's just like if you were to put, you know, a piece of paper that's been photocopied and you just keep photocopying it over and over again, duplicating it, eventually it'll go back to a blank paper. So it starts to release its hold the more you duplicate something. There's a lot more mechanics behind the scenes, but those are probably some of the big pieces of why, you know, our methodology works um, and is a bit more efficient. Again, other great modalities out there. I worked with really high level people when I was a hypnotist and NLP and somatic experiencing person, and I got great results and quickly, but quite honestly, Lance, there were times where I didn't always feel confident that I got the result for them. And, or I didn't, and it just took a lot longer to get me there, which at times until I worked on my own confidence, it took a hit on my confidence. And I had people who were paying me, you know, three to $5,000 for four sessions a month. They wanted results. They wanted them quickly. They were really high level people. And so I had worked my butt off to gain a level of skill that I could do that, but there were still times when I didn't feel full confident. Now with these tools, the rapid rewire, it's literally in the script. If I handed you one right now and I said, Lance, I'm feeling anger. And you're like, okay, for what? I was like, I didn't get this one gig that I really wanted. And I got kind of got screwed out of it. And you're like, all right, well, let's process it. I could hand you a script right now. You just follow it step one, step two, step three, step however many it is, depends on the process I give you. And you could actually create an integrative shift for me on the spot. And probably really? depending on how I process Mm-hmm. Do you want to do, I, I don't know how much time we have, but I mean, I'm happy to process you on something if you want to actually experience one of our tools I would, as well. I would love to. I mean, how long does it take? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't, so here's, here's the trick. I don't know what kind of process C you are. Hopefully you're an easy one. Cause if you're difficult, I mean like, <gasps> so um, I'm like, all right, we took the full hour, but what we can do is get you, let, let's do something. How about for this? We don't do something super, super, super heavy. Okay. Because I don't know how long that might take with you. You might be really quick and that could be great, but just for the sake of maybe this podcast and your yeah. listeners not going, Oh my God, she's yeah. a liar. It's now no, I, an hour and a half into it. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. Let's let's, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to, and, and yeah, I would love to. And also I just want to bring up one point that you mentioned about Aya and you're absolutely right. Sometimes it'll show you a peek behind the curtain, but if you don't right. step through the door, like you just go back. And I think that's the difference between, and that's the thing that fascinates me is like, what is the thing that actually like you go through the transformation, but then not go back to old stuff. Like that it, seems to yeah. be the problem, right? People right. have this thing and then they go back. Like even I'll have a powerful breathwork journey, but then still like, I know I'm getting, I know I'm like working through stuff, but then I'll still have, I'll still kind of go back and I'm like, oh, you know, not to do that or those habits or those things. And it's like, um, it's interesting to think that there's a way that you can actually just, you know. Yeah. And so what's many, missing is true integration. Right. 
it's bringing it all together and making it whole once again, so that you're back at choice, yeah. you know, and we're not about getting rid of things too. That's how we created issues in our life to begin with. And I remember right. even as a hypnotist, we're like, I want to get rid of this and animate more of this. It's like, well, that's also what created fragmentation in our own selves totally. as a child. It's like, I do more of this to get love. And I do, when I do this, I get shame or, you know, punished. So let me start to break my fragment myself apart. And I realize that some tools do that as well, unfortunately, which is why it doesn't fully integrate. Mm. Like we have a tool um, that is around integrating disserving identities. What does that mean? Well, we have to go in and out of identities all the time throughout the day. So you right now, you're in the identity of podcast host. Yeah. But you know, if you walk out the door and a friend, you know, knocks at your door, all of a sudden you go into the identity of friend. Yeah. And then maybe you go into the identity business person and and in and out it goes. It's really a role that we take on plus a goal we're trying to achieve. And sometimes for people, we get stuck in an identity and usually it's a coping identity to protect us. And that's when it becomes a problem. So as an example, you know, let's say someone's madly in love with their partner and they're super open and available and um, embodied in their heart. Well, their partner comes home one day and goes, I don't love you anymore. I met someone else and I'm, I'm out. Well, for that person, to feel safe again or to protect themselves, they might create the identity of a closed person, right? And then now, like, let's say they want to have a relationship again, conscious desire. I want a relationship, unconscious programming, disturbing identity. I'm locked into the identity of a closed person. I don't trust you. I, I want to stay protected. Don't mess with me. I don't want to feel that pain again. Now, you're going to really struggle to bring in that relationship if you are stuck in the identity of a closed person, right. because you're going to start to do really weird behaviors and to push that person out in order to stay safe. And so what our work does is we'll start to integrate, bring both parts together and merge them so that you have choice again, because guess what? Being a closed person isn't a bad thing. It's good to have discernment. Yeah. It's good to be able to like, you know, decide if you can trust or not trust somebody um, and to protect yourself. But if you're stuck there, it becomes a problem if the goal is to have a romantic relationship. Right. Right. And so, um, and on it goes in all areas of life, even as entrepreneurs, I see so many of them stuck in the identity of an insecure person an inadequate person, a rejected person, whatever it might be that our core wounds are that gets in the way as they're trying to create as an entrepreneur. And so a lot of times I work with, you know, a lot of, entrepreneurial or high level people, it's how do we integrate it? So now you're back at choice again. And, yeah. and both parts are available to you or both identities but versus not... default programming. You mean like Correct. choice? Yeah. Versus yeah. like the default. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. How can we, is there a way we can do it? <laughs> yeah, let's go. So what, tell me what is an issue you want to work on a problem, maybe something that feels irritating, undesirable. Oh, um, and not too heavy, remember, because I want to yeah, yeah, make sure yeah. we can get through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, is 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 maybe the maybe the feeling that I never feel like I'm ready for like a relationship. Like mm-hmm. even in my last one, I got into it, and I don't know if that's ever like it never feels like the right time or something. I don't know. Is that something that we could do, or is it something do we need to do something easier? <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is it's my like biggest want... life problem. Let's knock no, this out. And no, it's not. I mean, we can talk no. entrepreneurship too. I mean, that's a whole other thing too. But um, I guess for that was just. Well, so let's of... go here. So let's okay. say in. Oh, yeah. So sorry. I think there was a little bit of a delay yeah. there. Um, 
but let's say, so what is the problem then? Is it, you know, you're wanting to be in relationship and you are not able to, or is it that, what is the actual problem that you're experiencing? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd like to be in one, but it never feels like, like I'm going to meet the right person or it's like, I'm not in the, it's not, I'm not at that point yet where it's the right time. Like I always feel like I'm still doing, I got to do the work for keep doing Mm -hmm. the stuff to get there. And, but it was like that, even in my last relationship, like four years ago, I was, I was hesitant and she kind of pushed me to get into the relationship and I wasn't, but that's the thing. It's like, are we actually ready? Like, are we ever actually like, yeah, I'm ready. Or is it always like, so I've always been in this hesitant position. And maybe that's like, I got so used to the bachelor life, but I obviously want to have somebody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like this kind of weird energy towards it. If that makes sense. So, so it seems like you're able to attract someone in, but it just doesn't feel right. So would the problem be that you're struggling to really call in your aligned partnership? And then maybe when you think about that struggle, it has you feel a certain way because what we're going to do just to make it easier and to know how to um, enter into the process is what is the actual problem and then how does it have you feel what's the emotion attached to the problem so right now the only thing that makes something a problem is the emotional charge that we have tethered to it mm-hmm. if it's negative right and so what we need to do and what we attack in our processes or not attack but we integrate is the emotional charge around the problem that we have such that when we neutralize it and integrate it, it no longer becomes a problem for us anymore. So what's the question? So I was like listening and (laughs) (laughs) what's the problem for you in romantic relationships? What's the problem? Sorry. I was like trying to process. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm okay for time. So there's no, like, unless you are, I mean, you know, so there's no rush on my end. Um, Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I'm going to be 40 this year and I want to have a relationship. Like, you know, I want to call in that person, but like, I feel like I have to get my own stuff sorted out first before. And sometimes maybe I give energy to people that I shouldn't, which like stops me from like the right one. I don't know. But then, you know, when I think about a relationship, sometimes it's like, I don't even know if that's really what I want either, but I know it's what my, I know that's what I want. I guess, you know, I've had some relationships that have gone sour in the past and um, yeah, I guess there's just this like disconnect to like, am I actually ready for it? Or are we, am I ever going to be really ready for it? Is it ever, is it ever going to be like, yes, this is the one or is it, I guess I just have been single for so long and dated so much over the years that I don't even really know what that feels like anymore to be like, this is the one, you know, because I feel like, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So (laughs) if you were to pinpoint the problem, there's what I'm hearing. I'm just going to dig, but I really want this to come from you, right? Because what I find in a lot of work too, is there's a lot of projection and in our work, we try to do as best we can to be projection free. I'm curious if for you feeling like you have to get your stuff sorted out first is actually a strategy to keep love away. And so if we cut, take a deeper cut, is it really maybe just that you're afraid to be inside of a relationship? Um, 
because I also hear that there's a confusion of, I don't know if I, I really want that and how I'll even know if I find the right person. There's a lot of s- strategies to push away and avoid. Yeah. And I think sometimes I feel like maybe they won't understand me like, and it might just be easier just not to, just not to get involved because, you know, I have gone through a lot in my life and I, there's just a lot there and family dynamics and just personal dynamics. It's just like, sometimes it's like, ah, I don't know if the, if there's anybody that can like, uh, can, yeah. And, and it just becomes easier to just not do it. But even though I know that's not true, like, I know that's just a story, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a pattern of like, I know that I want to call someone in, but at the same time, it's like, I'm afraid of it or something, but I don't know. There's like, you know, there's like the two sides to it. So, um, so just for the sake of this, let's take one entry point in so we can get there, but something that I'm hearing from you and tell me if it feels resonant or not, is there something around not being understood? And Mm. when we don't feel understood, there's a judgment or there could be rejection. There could be abandonment that could occur if people don't fully understand us. And so then a coping identity for you, right. Could be, I'm just an avoidant person. Boom. So there could be an identity that you're stuck in. I'm not going to take you through that identity process because it takes a little bit longer. Mm. I want to take you through a little bit of a lighter one, but perhaps maybe the, the place we could just dive in right now is just, um, you know, the problem is I don't know if I could find someone who would actually understand me and accept me for who I am. Yeah. Does That's, that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. And it's easier to just not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And so I want you to close your eyes for a second and tune into that problem. And the problem again is, is, you know, not sure if you can find someone who will truly understand you and accept you just as you are. And as you do, tell me what is the first image that pops up in your mind? What do you see? And it doesn't have to make sense, but what do you see in your mind to describe it? I just felt a bit of sadness when you said that. Okay. Did you see a picture in your mind? Not really. No, I just, it was just kind of felt that kind of hit me in the gut. Like when you repeated that. Yeah. Okay, good. And when you are tuning into that sadness, how intense is that on a scale of one to 10? So one being, it doesn't bother me at all. And 10 is it's debilitating, can't function. I'd say it's kind of middle five. Great. Go ahead and take a deep. And how do you want to feel instead, Lance? So instead of the sadness, how do you want to feel instead? Joy, wholeness, like you know, confident in who I am. Beautiful. Take a deep breath and go ahead and open up your eyes. And I'm hoping you have pen and paper near you. (laughs) Do you? Yes. Okay. So this is going to be super simple. Again, what I love about our protocols is they're really easy, um, not complex. After you do this with me, you'll probably be able to go ahead and do it on your own because Again, it's not rocket science, quite simple processes yet effective. So I want you to go ahead and write down just so you can point your attention to it, what the problem is and then the emotion that you feel. So the problem is, you know, that you don't know if you're going to be able to find someone who will truly understand you and accept you just as you are. That's the problem. I mean, you put your attention to it. The emotion that you said came up was sadness. Yeah. So just go ahead and write that. I feel sad. And then here's how the process is going to go. Very simple. Lance, I'm going to have you write out 
a series of concise sentences about that problem that you wrote down, okay? And I want it to be stream of consciousness. Don't censor it. Don't um, overanalyze it. Don't change whatever answer comes up. Just dump whatever comes up onto the page and trust yourself with it. And again, concise sentences. So not like super long stories about it. And then once you have those sentences down, that what that process is doing as you're writing down the sentences is we're bringing the unconscious content conscious, okay? And then I'm gonna have you review those sentences, close your eyes, and then see what image, thought, emotion, and body sensation arises for you. And that part is the actual cleanup. So it's very important as well that you do it with sincerity. And if you're able to, you can articulate your answers out loud. I know it might be very vulnerable on your show to share to all the people who are listening. So if you're like, mm, I don't want to do that, you can just whisper it quietly. But that is a very important part that you actually articulate the image, the thought, the emotion, and the body sensation. Okay. Okay. So putting your attention to that original problem, right? Not sure if you'll be able to find someone who will fully understand you and accept you just as you are. Go ahead and write four concise sentences about how you feel about that problem right now. So four concise sentences, stream of consciousness, just get it down on the page. Doesn't have to make sense. What we're doing again here is bringing the unconscious material that's been stored in your conscious and unconscious mind to the conscious level awareness. And when you've got that, just let me know. I have four sentences. Okay. What do you have? Do you feel open to sharing them? Yeah, I have one more. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, great. What do you have? I feel... No, I'm just kind of saying how I feel about that the problem, right? Yeah. So just, I feel there's that, no right or wrong. I feel mm -hmm. that the past, my a lot of my past brings shame into my life that I haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes no one can accept the truth of who I am. Mm -hmm. Uh I feel scared that I can't be fully honest and I don't think I've ever really been fully honest with anybody that I've been with in the past, like just hundred percent, like even if it's just stupid things, yeah, okay, like just beautiful. fully been. And yeah, I feel, I feel like that brings the sense of just saying that brings a little more freedom, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, we're, this is part of it too. Sometimes admitting things to ourselves being, and this is what's bringing that unconscious content conscious. Some of it may or may not make sense, but you're like, woo, okay. That's how I'm, I'm being. And I'm being radically honest. So yeah. we're going to start doing some of the clearing piece. Go ahead and mm -hmm. look at those four sentences. Just review them quickly in your mind and then go ahead and close your eyes, Lance. And what's the image that you see in your mind? Trust what comes up and just describe what you see. Give me an image, a symbol, anything. I don't really have any. Sorry, I don't really have a symbol or anything, just okay. blankness. Blank. Okay. So is it just white? Yeah. Yeah. Just like white, just like normal. It's white. Perfect. And then what's the your first private thought you're having right now? Uh, it feels free, freeing to just say that. Thank you. And what's the emotion you're experiencing now? <laughs> I feel a little bit better just from saying it. I, I'd like saying it on the mic. I actually feel good. <laughs> What's the emotion? So better isn't actually an emotion, but what's the actual emotion that you're experiencing at this moment? And more joy, joy, a little bit of joy, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. More it just it feels, yeah. That feeling of, um, yeah. Truth. Okay, great. And where do you feel that in your body? My gut. Like that's where I feel it. Mm -hmm. And what does that feel like? Can you describe the sensation in your gut? 
it's kind of heavy still, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. Deep breath in and out and open up your eyes and go ahead and cross out those four sentences. And Lance, now I want you to write me three sentences about how you feel about that situation, the original problem now. So three concise sentences about how you feel about that original problem that you wrote down now. Again, don't filter anything. Trust whatever comes up. Let it flow. Be as open as you can. Don't overanalyze it. And just capture the first three sentences that come up around the problem now. And when you're done, just let me know. All right. Okay, what do you have? I feel that I'm being too hard on myself. I feel more at ease with it. I think I'm too hard on myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you. Look at those three sentences that you wrote down. It makes me sad just saying that in a, a sad but happy way. Just Yeah. Go ahead and close your eyes. What image do you see now? Just saw me crossing off the list. Okay. Thank you. And what's the first private thought you're having? <laughs> Relief. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And what's the emotion you're experiencing? <laughs> Happiness. Okay. And where do you feel that in your body? Kind of in my face. Mm, what does that feel like in your face just kind of want to smile okay beautiful good work deep breath in and out and open up your eyes and go ahead and cross those sentences out because they still don't feel the most positive so just go ahead and cross those out i did already oh (laughs) you're ahead of the game okay i didn't even yeah like i yeah you're like we're not doing this all right i thought i didn't yeah it was weird i like okay yeah So now go ahead and write me two concise sentences about how you feel about the original problem now. Again, writing whatever comes up, Lance, trust yourself. And after you've written them, just let me know. You're doing great, by the way. I think you're actually an easy process. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Because I'm like, I could be here if you were difficult. I just wrote two sentences. I think the problem is bullshit. And I'm doing the best I can do. That's what I wrote. Okay, look at those two sentences. Close your eyes. What image do you see now? What's the picture in your mind? Don't think too hard about it, Lance. Just trust what comes up. I just, just normal, just close eye, just nothing, nothing. Okay. And what's the first private thought that you're having in your mind that's crossing? What's the thought? This is interesting. (laughs) Okay, great. And what's the emotion you're experiencing right now? I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. What's a lot better? What's the like emotion? Like I feel joyful. Great. Like, and where do you I feel f- like I've like that's yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> know. I just feel feel better. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel that in your body now? I see you touching your chest, chest. But yeah. And what does it feel like? Describe that feeling in your chest. Just open, expansive, more mm-hmm. expansive. Great. Okay. Deep breath in and out. You can open up your eyes. Mm, I think those are pretty positive, right? Do you think they were or not? Yeah, it's very engaged? interesting. Okay. Then just put a check mark on the positive sentence. If it feels negative, still you can cross it out, but check mark. Yeah. And then Lance, go ahead and write one concise sentence about how you're feeling about the original problem now. So now I'll write one concise sentence, right? The first thing that comes up. All right. I'm just, I'll just write exactly what I, I just, I didn't think about it. I feel the problem is based on a false perception of myself. It's just not true. <laughs> Great. Review that sentence. Close your eyes. You know the drill. Trust what image comes up in your mind. Letting your subconscious. I got like, I got like mm-hmm. bright light. Mm-hmm. 
great. And what's a thought that's crossing your mind at the moment? It's a thought. That was powerful. Mm-hmm. What emotion are you experiencing right now? Um, happiness. Oh, great. And what's different about this happiness and the happiness you felt before? I just, I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's wild. Great. And then where do you feel this happiness in your body? Oh, We're almost done. All over. Jeez, okay. Tears in my eyes. <laughs> wow. Wait, we're not done though. I'm going to take you just a little bit further. We could be complete, but I'm going to take you one more step. So deep breath in and out, Lance, and you open up your eyes. Go ahead and put a check mark by that sentence. And then now, very quickly, write down one word about how you feel about that problem now. So just one word. I just wrote love down. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful. Close your eyes. What image do you see? No image. Okay. What's the thought? Relief. Mm. And what's the emotion? Um like just like a what is the relief relief emotion i guess bliss or relaxed mm -hmm. or just huh yeah like a calm a peace bliss which one feels most resonant peace thank you and where do you feel that peace in your body my chest mm -hmm. my heart. what does it feel like just like just kind of warm expansive i guess Great. And so keeping your eyes closed, Lance, I want you to dive deep into this consciousness of peace. Really immerse yourself into this peace, become one with it, allowing it to move through every cell of your body, filling you up, knowing that this is the deepest and truest essence of who you are, is peace. And filling up so much with this beautiful energy of peace, so much so that you have it spilling out of you feeling it radiating out through the left to the right of your body, through the top of your head, through the base of your feet, out through the front of your heart and out through the back of your heart, just radiating this peace out because you've become one with it, you've merged with it, just reveling in this beautiful, peaceful state. <laughs> yeah. And again, knowing that this is who you are and that you can be in this state of being, even when people don't understand you, even if someone might judge you, shame you, try to control you, or not accept you. That's their stuff, not yours. You can always come back to this place, back to peace, back to love, back to your heart, knowing that you know you, you're always doing the work. I know you are. You're doing this brilliant podcast to support other people in doing the work, and you're doing it alongside them. And may that continue to bring you peace to know that you are getting even more connected to who you truly are and to your divinity. And that's all that matters. Not what other people say, not how they treat you, not your past, not your trauma, none of that that you can access this peace no matter what and so filling that peace still a little bit more beautiful and when it feels right and ready you can gently open up your eyes wow so when you think about not being sure if you'll be able to find someone who could fully understand you and accept you just as you are how are you feeling now i feel on sorry what yeah go ahead no on a scale of one to ten were you gonna say yeah scale one to ten well, I, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't really, I feel different. I feel like that's So on a their... scale of one to time, yeah, one through five, mm -hmm. you were at a five. How are you feeling now? I just feel, I feel completely better. Like, I feel like that isn't true. And that is like, if I'm at the peace, if I'm at that level, then it doesn't really matter what they do or what they think. Mm -hmm. but it just means that I have to, and it's like, it's reinforcing what I already know is that I have to be the level that I need to be at, at peace and 
vibrating frequency, not just for like a relationship, but that's the level that I want to be at in life mm-hmm. so that, you know, and whatever else comes from that. Like, yeah, it's like a story. That story doesn't feel true anymore. I'm being okay. honest. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, yeah. I'd be, like that was, that was very powerful. Wow. And I am crazy about always trying to beat my own records on time. We started at 1231 mountain time. That's my time right now. And we finished at 1247. You talked a little bit just on the, where you're feeling right now, but when we actually completed the process, so that was 16 minutes mm. and you had a shift. I'm going to ask you just a couple um, quick integration questions. This is how we close it out. Just so you get the learning for yourself, but you kind of already mentioned it. I'm going to ask it this question, maybe something else will come through, but what are you more conscious of now than you were before? Lance? To get to the level of like, to get to my level of peace, mm-hmm. like that's, that's what, that's what matters is that level that feeling because nothing else matters. I feel like that level is like what things will come, come to me the way they're supposed to be at that feeling of frequency is like everything. That's what I feel like. Like, and it's like a good reminder, you know? Yeah. And what was good about this process for you? Well, it was good because I haven't really discussed that kind of thing on my show before, like that kind of personal, I've talked about a lot of stuff, but that my kind of relationship kind of stuff I've never really talked about. And I felt like that was like um, very therapeutic for me, just saying that those things. And then looking at them and writing them and and then speaking them and then, you know, changing the story mm-hmm. kind of while I felt under a little bit under pressure, which was kind of good because it, it like forced me to not hide. Like, I don't know. It was good. It was powerful. Yeah. And last question, <laughs> how can this process be beneficial for others now that you've gone through it? I think that the the more honest you can be, the more beneficial it can be. So if somebody's willing to be honest, then it definitely can, right? Like, um, yeah, it's just truth. You just got to look at what comes up. I think so. If if it can really help somebody if they want to be honest with themselves, which if you really want the result of healing, you got to be right. Mm-hmm. So We're complete. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was great. Wow. You're welcome. That was that was fun. Oh yeah. It was a good time for me watching. It's, it's so fun when I see, do that process with people. That's one of our more simple tools, but they, it literally works a hundred percent of the time. If you work it, um, fortunately you went quicker. Sometimes you have to go back up and down and up and down in order to really clear all that stuff. But yeah. it's so cool when people start to shift and then they're like, Whoa, wait, where I started and how is this content shifting to positive now? Yeah. And then you actually feel that internal shift inside um which is again i've just never prior to these tools gone how simple how did we do that in 16 minutes something that you have been holding for so long right because you said you've never really felt fully seen because you've also never been fully honest in any of your relationships or as that's what came out so this has been something that's been with you for a long time and in 16 minutes we were able to create some liberation for you which yeah no, it's, it's interesting. And I, um, yeah, I, the, this whole thing, I, would you say that because I'm, you know, I do a lot of the work on myself, you know, I'm very, 
would, would it would is it be that it's easier for me because I've been doing because I'm open to doing the work and because like I'm you know I do a lot of like breath work and meditation like would it be a lot harder are the people that are more challenging the ones that are like closed off and like don't haven't done it before and don't want to look at that stuff would you say is is the ones that you got to kind of chip away at a bit yeah you know honestly there's no really rhyme or reason to it obviously somebody's closed and they don't want the help it's a dead end no matter what with any process or medicine or tools right it's just not going to work if someone feels skeptical um, that doesn't always mean that they're going to be a difficult processy. It really, because we have some people who are quite advanced in these tools and other modalities. We have a lot of very skilled coaches, therapists, healers that come through our doors to learn these tools. And they're still difficult, even though they've done a lot of work. Um, and once difficult, usually difficult, even if they've done more, mm. it just depends. And it, and it, and it, it would be across the board with any modalities. So even if they were difficult with us, they'd probably be difficult with hypnosis or with CBT or with, you know, tapping or whatever other modalities are out there. There's just a way that their brains function that it just takes a little bit longer for them to get to where they need to go, but there's no right or wrong about it. It's just, we're wired differently. You know, I, um, cause I used to do hypnotherapy years ago before I did a lot of, that was kind of my first real deep personal development work. And I just never, I didn't know, like, I never, you know how some people kind of, they just go, like, I was never, I never felt like I went anywhere. Like, I always felt like, is it working or isn't it? But like, I know that it's not always what we, our conscious mind, right? There's things happening. So, um, yeah, I find it interesting, uh, this, this process. So how does, so can you walk me through, like, (laughs) how does somebody learn this? And how does, like, if say I, myself, like I wanted to learn this process that I wanted to offer this to people or people wanted mm-hmm. to just do a session, like, what does that look like? Cause I yeah. see on your, even on your Instagram, um, I'm going to follow you. And I see some people that I know that follow you. I'm like, Oh, it's always interesting to see who follows you. Cause like, Oh, you, you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm curious about like what that looks like. Yeah. So, you know, again, we, what we do is we're, we're, about empowering humans with the tools and not necessarily saying, come to us to help you because this day and age, there's so many coaches out there and people that like, you don't even know who are the ones that really are skilled or not. And so what if we actually gave you the power to be able to help yourself and another anytime, anywhere, any place, there's so many beautiful features about these tools, like, you know, but what we do is we have different trainings. So we have a training track for coaches, therapists, healers, uh, practitioners. Yeah. That's a bit more extensive because they're using them with their clients. And then we have another track that we call self-mastery. And it's for people who are just passionate about their personal growth. And they're like, I want to learn tools that work. Um, one of my, uh, one of our students, she owns a digital marketing agency and she was seeing a somatic therapist. And she goes, God, at the end, I wish I could just was given something to like do on myself and to help myself. And so I was like, well, we kind of do that. So she came to our training and got the very thing she wanted, which is tools to liberate herself, you know, whenever she wanted. So if she was going into dysregulation at 11 PM or 2 AM, you're not sitting there in your stuff, not knowing what to do. You literally have clear pathways to help yourself and all the tools that we teach, you can use the same exact script for yourself on yourself, or you can use it with another person, or you can even facilitate entire groups of people with them to great success. So I, Last year, you know, facilitated a retreat in Costa Rica, in Fiji, in Orlando, and 
I had people coming up to me at the end saying things like, I don't know what you did yesterday with that process, but I had this issue for that I've been struggling with for decades. It's now gone. And I didn't even hear anything they said. It was literally this process that I ran on yeah. you. I did with them. And I'm just telling everybody, right? Four sentences, close your eyes. What's the image? What's the thought? What's the emotion? What's the body sensation? And they're whispering it. So you need to say it out loud. Yeah. You don't have to, you're, we're doing it for the sake of the podcast. You're saying it louder, but in the group format, people can just like whisper it. And then I'll like, if it's positive, check it. If it's negative, cross it out. What's three sentences or write three. And they're doing it on their own and people huh. have cr- tremendous shifts. So this is what's really exciting to me about these tools is they're simple, yet they're effective and anyone can really use it. Like even right now, Lance, it was so easy. If you were, if you thought of something else, when we get off this recording and you're like, Oh, I got this other thing I want to work through, you know what to do. Yeah. What's the problem? What's the emotion? How intense do you feel the emotion? So now we can gauge it. And how do I want to feel instead? Now, the key piece is choosing an emotion. So better is not an emotion. Good is not an emotion. Okay. Because usually when you ask people, how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel okay. I feel fine. Not emotions. And what we do, I'll show you this. I almost pulled it up for you, uh, but you're you're nailing the emotions. But we have this emotion wheel. Oh, right, I can't I gotta, share it. Yeah, I got to let you. Yeah. Just hold on a second. Uh, one sec. Make co-host. I, I, I st- I've done this make so many co-host. times and I still <laughs> always stumble with trying to make somebody call. Okay, there we go. You can actually put it as a setting to always oh, yeah. automatically let people, yeah, share, screen share. So see, we'll we'll show this to people. If the, the challenge with our with the US is we are quite emotionally illiterate. We don't know how to articulate our emotions. And the more accurately you're able to articulate how you're feeling, the quicker and faster and integrative the work goes. And this was actually a study done by Gene Genlin, who created focusing in the therapeutic space. Mm. Um, and he was able to see, wow, when people were able to actually say how they were feeling and not just because like, even here you see anger, right? But it yeah. sounds like I'm just angry. Well, what kind of anger? Are you frustrated, angry, or are you rageful, angry? It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Anger is different. Yeah. There's like that sacred anger. There's like, yeah. a t- there's two different kinds. I feel like, but there's many kinds right. of anger. There's many kinds. And so we'll usually share those with people. So then if you were going through the process, you'd be able to move through it faster because you can clearly pinpoint. Well, if I'm feeling happy though, what kind of happy am I feeling liberated right now? Am I feeling ecstatic? Am I feeling, you know, um, joyful? Am I feeling playful? Am I open? Am I inspired? What kind of happy is that? And so I was asking you, I was like, what's different about this happiness yeah, that's interesting. than what you were feeling before? Mm-hmm. That's interesting how you, yeah. Cause well, and also visually, I don't see many visions. So even when someone asked me that, I'm always like, there's no vision. Like I don't see a, a I don't know. Um, would you, would you think, would you, have you tried combining that with like somatic? Like if you were to like do that and then do like breath work, meditation. Yeah. And these are actually really good for integration afterwards too, yeah. right? Because with breath work, yeah, you can do it while someone's under, but it might be a lot while they're, depending on the style of breath work, they're pumping the air. They might not be able to focus also on answering the questions. Right. But I know when I used to facilitate breath work at the end, I would have people share their experience and they might've gotten a nugget for themselves. Well, now what are they going to do with that nugget? Right. Same thing with the nugget after ayahuasca or the new awareness. We have to integrate that now so that the person can actually truly right. shift and start to live differently, think differently, behave differently, and believe differently. And we have people who've gone through our training who are um, psychedelic 
facilitators, and they'll use our tools for their integration calls after once all the stuff surfaces from their psychedelic trips, so yeah. to speak, or journeys. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of different ways. We've even had some people ask like, hey, we're thinking about using it instead of ketamine therapy, like using it because it's a, they're a little bit more lucid there and not as um, working hard, like in a breathwork session to, right. to be able to try to do both things at once. So there's a lot of different applications of Very our cool. work. Yeah. And even right now, it's super exciting. We're, we just got into a prison program. So we're going to be helping these inmates be able to transform so that when they, you know, are just when they leave the prison system, that our intention is it reduces recidivism and that they can stay out of jail instead of going back in. Um, and there's a lot of other organizations that we've been partnering with that are really exciting, like even inside schools and um, and with the military and et cetera. So it's pretty cool. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was great. And so if people want to learn more, I'm, I'm already looking at the your website and stuff. <laughs> Um, cause I think it's, I'm always looking for great tools and, you know, I want to, you know, I, you know, it, this is such a practical thing to do. I feel like it's, it's just a, it's an awesome tool. So thank you. Where can you, is there anything else you want to mention to the listeners or like, you know, how to find you or any of that stuff? Because, um, yeah, I want to make sure that we send them to the right place. Oh, thanks Lance. Well, you can always check out our work, um, which is rapidrewiremethod.com. That's probably the site you're staring at right now. And if people want to have their own experience too, we do have a freebie on the site that you can download and just, it's a, it's a guided recording. So again, don't pick something huge because it's a recording. If you had a big issue, it's probably best to work with someone one-on-one because if there's nuances that they need to take you, they can. Uh, And then my, we have our business Instagram rapid rewire method. Uh, My personal is at I am Stephanie Kwong. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, at I am Stephanie Kwong. And if you slide into my DMs, I will respond back. So <laughs> I just followed you. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. That was that yeah. was great. Thank you, I Lance. Appreciate it. That was yeah. awesome. Thanks, everybody.